everyone, and welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today we debut a brand new series, likely to be called something like USA 50 States Rambles. This was a neat idea provided by a listener, and it was a very simple concept, but one that can create a lot of fun, relaxing content for the future. I will be rambling about each of the 50 American states, of course, meaning each state gets their own dedicated episode. Now, to be frank, I know very little um, about most states. I really don't have much expertise in anything, sort of a jack-of-all-trades in certain industries and topics, but there's nothing really I'd say I'm a master at, and certainly when it comes to U.S. geography, history, and information about each state, I'm not going to be uh, necessarily that proficient, but it'll be a ramble. I'll kind of just talk about what I think about when I think of each state, and um, I'll just go from there. It'll probably be nonsensical and um, totally off-topic at certain points, but you probably already know that about me if you have listened to previous Ramble episodes. So, this episode we begin with the first state alphabetically, which is Alabama. Now, to start with Alabama, I figured we begin with college football, since that is um, what immediately comes to mind when I think Alabama. Between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Auburn Tigers, I've always liked Auburn more. I even like the name of the university quite a bit. I had a high school teammate or friend, high school colleague, whatever. I'm sure you get the point. A high school, I'll just leave it at a friend. A high school friend of mine, um, he was a big Auburn Tigers fan. At the time, I hadn't really cared much for SEC football or anything like that. But he'd talk and talk and talk about it. And eventually, I sympathized with him and his, um, you know, love for Auburn. And I kind of chose Auburn in one way or another as my Alabama football team of choice. Definitely, I'm more of a college football than NFL guy. I think college football is just more exciting. The NFL, since you only have, what is it, 30 teams, 32 teams, you know, it's fun, but it usually is a bit predictable, which is the case with most sport leagues, but um, I think in college you just get that amateur factor, which is good, and so you'll see smaller schools occasionally upset favorites and You'll see programs that don't have much history, but have recruited well over the past few years, put up very good fights against powerhouse uh, schools. Did you know that the most popular boy's name for newborns in 2019 in the state of Alabama was William? And for girls, it was Ava. I actually printed out the most popular baby names in Alabama for the year of 2019, if for no other reason than to ramble and waste time or perhaps to 
pass along some interesting information for your ponderance, if that's even a word. So popularity for top 100 names in Alabama for births in 2019. Why did I pick 2019? I don't know. I could have picked uh, 2020. I could have picked you know, 1994. I just decided 2019. So here we go. Let's start with let's start with girls. So Ava's number one. Number two is Olivia. I've always liked the name Olivia. Number three was Emma. Number four, Amelia. Number five, Harper, which sounds like a very Alabama girl's name. I don't imagine there are too many Harpers in like, I don't know, Florida, probably. Well, I guess it depends what part of Florida. Number six is Charlotte. Number seven is Elizabeth. Number eight is Ella. Number nine, Isabella. And number 10 is Mary. So nothing too crazy there. I've got to be honest, I've never liked the name Ava. For me, it's... I don't know why. I'm sorry if you're listening from Alabama and your name's Ava. I apologize. I don't want to offend you. But it's really just not my... There's just something... You know how there are just certain names that they just roll off the tongue and they resonate with you and you like them and others there's just something about them Ava's one Charlotte I used to really like that name for a girl and for one reason or another Harper I actually like quite a bit I think that's a very cute name and then you have Ella and Isabella I would probably go with Isabella because you can just if you really want to then call her Ella you can just make it the nickname Let's move on to boys. Number one was William, as I mentioned. Two is James. Three is John. Four is Elijah. Six is Noah. Excuse me. One is William. Two is James. Three is John. Four is Elijah. Five is Noah. Six is Liam. Seven is Jackson. Eight is Mason. Nine is Oliver. And ten is is Grayson. Liam I've never liked as a boy's name. Much like Ava, there's nothing phonetically or structurally that I necessarily disagree with. There's just something about the name Liam. It just I think of a lamb. I don't know. Um Jackson I like. Elijah I like. Oliver I like as a as a boy name. I think Oliver what I like about Oliver is I find it can be, you know, if Oliver grows up to be a very serious professional, you know, Oliver Jones, I don't know, you know, you can kind of dress it up to be very professional. But if Oliver is kind of a um, a party boy or whatever, he becomes Ollie. So I, it's one of those names that I think you can kind of do both. It's like a mullet, right? What is it? Party in the front? business in the back or no party what is it business in the front party in the back something like that so I think I think Oliver is um, a nice name 
Not that you necessarily cared or wanted to hear my opinion on Oliver versus these other names. Um, Mason I like as well. I think Mason is a, is a nice name. As is Grayson. William James John. Obviously those are names that are just biblical names that are very, you know, common. Nothing wrong with common biblical names, but I like to go a bit against the grain, if that's the saying. I don't know if you've noticed already that I come up with my own phrases and then I pass them off as if it's some sort of centuries-old wisdom. But I, I listen back to certain episodes and then I think, okay, I know what saying I was going for, but I just totally got it wrong. And I think I might have just done that again. Of course, when I think Alabama, I also think of the song Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinnerd. That's probably what I'll title the name of this episode. I think most would be surprised to know that when it comes to these ramble episodes, I really do just wing it. I'll have a general idea or concept, but typically I'm just writing whatever comes to mind and doing some light editing afterwards. Or alternatively, I will have a true ramble where I have bullet points, you know, overviews and topics, and I'll just go for it. I don't have every word written down, but I like to have a couple of sentences with the essence of what I'm trying to give across. Because while this is an ASMR podcast, I don't think most would enjoy the entire episode. I don't think most would enjoy um, the content if there were too many ums and wells and let me think and what should I say next. What kind of a band name is Leonard Skinner anyway? And I'm pretty sure they're from Florida. So why would they sing a song about Alabama and Sweet Home Alabama? So I'm actually going to pull up their wiki page. See if I can get an idea why. Just give me one second. I have a tab open just in case I wanted to reference. Leonard Skinner is an American rock band formed in Jacksonville, Florida. Like I thought. The group originally formed as My Backyard in 1964 and comprised Ronnie Van Zant, Gary Rosington, Alan Collins, Larry Junstrom, and Bob Burns. The band spent five years touring small venues under various names and with several lineup changes before deciding on Leonard Skinnerd in 1969. I'm just skimming the rest and here it doesn't really... I mean, maybe one of the band members was from Alabama and he just wrote it. Free Bird for me is a much better song than Sweet Home Alabama in my opinion, and I try not to give such 
salacious or controversial opinions on the podcast, but sometimes you've got to just play your cards. And if you're giving me the option between listening to Freebird or Sweet Home Alabama, then you know which one I'm going for. And while Freebird is a cultural pop song, pop in the sense that it's popular, not so much like the Katy Perry pop way, which there's nothing wrong with that kind of pop, but it's not necessarily my thing. But, you know, Freebird, you know, it gets its plays. But if I guessed, I would guess that Sweet Home Alabama is when they gets more plays and more of the attention. And, okay, I'm glad I found this. Perfect. So I found a list here. I'm, I'm like jumping back and forth because this is what I do. I found a list of the dumbest band names in history, according to Rolling Stones. I don't think Leonard Skinner is a dumb name. It's just strange. So it piqued my interest, and I, I knew that I had this tab open. And so I'm going to share this with you. You tell me what you think. The first band is a band named, I'm not joking, Natalie Portman's Shaved Head. This is from the Rolling Stones article. The 2005 movie V for Vendetta wasn't quite the massive box office success the filmmakers were aiming for, but it did introduce the world to the Guy Fox mask commonly used by the activist group Anonymous. It also gave a bunch of high school kids from Seattle a really, really bad idea for a band name. Natalie Portman has no hair in V for Vendetta, so they named their band Natalie Portman's Shaved Head. Against all odds, the band became pretty popular, even though they were hobbled by this horrid name. In 2010, they came to their senses and changed their name to Bright Futures. We chose our band name on a whim, and we were still in high school, they said in a statement. And Natalie Portman shaved head has seen us through an unexpected, unexpectedly amazing four years. But now it's summer once again, and time for a change. Also, it has recently come to our attention that our muse, Miss Portman, is not keen on using her name in our band. The band broke up two years later. Turns out their futures weren't so bright. Yeah. I mean, look, I was in high school one time, believe it or not. I actually finished high school, believe it or not. And even then, a band, especially if you guys are trying to become popular... I mean, just call yourself, you know, I don't know, the footstools. I mean, if you want to just go with something that just comes to mind, you know, tie-dye shirts. Hey, everyone, wear the tie-dye shirts. Wear the coat hangers. I mean, if you're just going to go with something on a whim, just pick the first thing you see. Wear the broken doors. 
they would give it a bit more thought. But good for them. Apparently they had a bit of success. I've definitely heard of the band before reading it now, but can't say I know their music. So up next we have another band whose name is or was, don't know if they're around, Toad the Wet Sprocket. The guys on Wayne's World once made a list of singers and bands that sound like the male sex organ. High on their list, right near C.C. Peniston, I believe it even won, was Toad the Wet Sprocket. To be fair, the group took their name from a fictional band briefly mentioned in a Monty Python skit. But John Cleese, finding some nonsensical slash vaguely sexual name funny doesn't mean you have to spend nearly 30 years touring and recording as Toad the Wet Sprocket. That's not to say they're a bad band. They just made a bad decision back in 1986 and are stuck with it forever. They could always change their name to Bright Futures. That name is free now. Next we have Panic at the Disco. This Las Vegas emo band is on the list solely because of that oddly placed exclamation mark. It introduced the idea of creative punctuation into the music world. Of course, you also have um, Portugal the Man, which is another horrifically strange band name, because Portugal is Portugal, period, the man. Um, but I really can't fault Panic at the Disco with how much success they've had, obviously. And they have, they have quite a few songs that I enjoy um, listening to. So, I'll give them credit. It's weird, it's not terrible. But they made it work because they made it work. But if you would have heard about a band called Panic! Exclamation point at the disco. And they never made it big. Be honest. You would say they never made it big because of the band name. So, and Portugal the Man, same thing. Portugal the Man is quite possibly my favorite band right now like they just have like when I when I get into the mood to listen to Portugal the man it's you know it can be like an hours long thing where I'm just listening to their songs over and over again up next on the list we have Hoobastank we generally don't have a problem with nonsense band names something about Depeche Mode Duran Duran and even Kajagugu works. Never heard of Kajagugu. But Hoobastank is just too much. It sounds vulgar and gross. And the fact they usually stylize it as Hoobastank with like a little infinity mark doesn't help matters. The band hasn't had a real hit since the since the reason in two thousand three, but you can catch them this summer. Blah blah blah. I don't remember. I don't know when this article was written. Yeah, Hoopstank was a band. What should I say? Let's put it this way. I never liked that song. The reason I didn't understand why it became so popular in two thousand three. It was one of those songs that really I don't think was very good. I think a lot of people would admit it's not a very good song. 
but people just jam to it. If for no other reason than because everyone seemed to be just absolutely jamming to it. But um, the name always bothered me. Why Hoobastank? Like what kind of, it, it just, it's like acid to the ears. just does not sound, it's just not interesting. It's just, it, it does sound kind of gross. I'll be honest. I agree with it. But I think we have a couple more in this list. So. Dave Matthews Band. There are probably people with less exciting names in the world than Dave Matthews, but we've yet to hear about them. When Matthews formed a band in 1991, he could have called it anything. He did not have to name it the Dave Matthews Band to let everyone know he was in charge. Trent Reznor, a much cooler name than Dave Matthews, went with Nine Inch Nails, yet everyone knew he was a mastermind behind that group. But Dave Matthews went with the Dave Matthews Band and forever was stuck with it. And the Dave Matthews Band had some, you know, absolute bangers, of course. I mean, bangers, you know, that I'm sure, like, you know, your mother listens to and, and certainly my mother and my father. But, you know, they just have, like, very, from what I can remember, non-offensive um, music. That just kind of appeals to people that don't want to... They just don't want to listen to anything that's too crazy one way or another. Um, but I agree. You, you really could not have a more boring ma name. That Like for that, just call your name... Just call your band... Um, you know, Mary Johnson's band. You know, it'll elicit the exact same excitement. I think we have the last name mentioned by Rolling Stones, and it is the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Band. To clear up any confusion, Dale Earnhardt Sr. is a legendary NASCAR driver. His son, Dale Earnhardt Jr., is an extremely successful NASCAR racer. Then there's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. They're a Detroit indie pop group with a dumb name. Living in Detroit, listening to sports talk radio, you don't hear much about NASCAR. Even though it's one of the most popular sports in the country, the group's Josh Epstein told ESPN. It was interesting to put into indie rock the fear of his pop culture icon. So, listen, I think Leonard Skinner isn't too bad now. Now that I think about it. Anywho, going back to the Freebird... For another minute here. Immediately when I think of Freebird, I think of that awesome fight scene in the first of a Kingsman movie. If you haven't seen that fight scene where somehow Colin Firth, of all people, becomes this mega badass during the film. But Colin Firth is a spy, and it's just like a great four or five minutes and it's one of those scenes that while I was watching it originally I couldn't believe how awesome it was after that I watched it probably another ten times over a two month period just because I wanted to relive the magic of that scene 
And of course, on the 11th time, you pretty much get it already. That's one of my favorite feelings, that spontaneous sensation of amazement or wonder or joy that comes from something you didn't expect. And it can be while you're on a date or perhaps while watching a movie or watching uh, or engaging in a sporting event. And I really love those little moments that feel great. And they kind of burn a little memory in your head that you look back on from time to time and you can remember the details of where you were, who you were with, so on and so forth. You know, I remember experiencing that when I first got to college slash university. And a lot of small things, right? That feeling of independence and feeling you're on track and progressing in your life, a brand new chapter. The first time you're on your own, that sort of stuff in general, you know, I reminisce on. I tend to be a pretty nostalgic person. I enjoy looking back on fond times and connecting with those happy feelings. Sometimes I get too nostalgic and I'll want to take a three-hour walk, just relaxing and thinking about it, but life is busy. I've got a podcast to make and a ramble to record, so you've got to do what you got to do. also good to feel that pressure and that difficulty in life sometimes because I believe that if you face your challenges with a positive perspective, if you confront the challenges in front of you, it doesn't guarantee success, but it guarantees that you no longer have to remain in the shadow of the challenge, right? I mean, how often do we dread doing something and upon completion, whether you're successful or you're not at it, how often do we think, you know? thinking of the issue was actually a bigger problem than the challenge itself. We all do that. But anyway, I think that is enough philosophical talk for this episode. And with that, I'm going to conclude this debut episode of the 50 States Ramble. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can always reach out to me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. If you're from Alabama, email me. If you're from any other state, email me. It's all the same. I like uh, hearing from you guys and just chatting. So that's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.